from hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels. WestCoastTraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com. Enjoy an all-inclusive, luxurious resort lifestyle at Berwick Community's newest location, now underway in Parksville. Register at BerwickRetirement.com slash Parksville. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News, the newspaper of record, both online and in print, for Parksville Qualicum Beach and the surrounding communities. Visit us online at pqbnews.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Free Daily. The Oceanside Community Safety Volunteers are a group of public-spirited people who work in partnership with ICBC, the City of Parksville, the Town of Qualicum Beach, and the Regional District of Nanaimo to provide safety and crime prevention information and or programs to residents of the PQB area. Today, to talk about some of their programs, we're pleased to have with us their program administrator and volunteer extraordinaire, welcome Mike Garland. Well, thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Can you talk a little bit about the history of OCSV, how it came about, and some of the services you provide? Well, it, uh, it basically is a culmination of a number of societies, uh, those societies being the Community uh, Policing Offices of District 69, also the Citizens on Patrol Society of 69, and 69 Speedwatch. So they were all trying to provide crime prevention, public safety in the area, but they all struggled with getting enough board members and, and people to look after what we call the hierarchy. Lots of volunteers. A number of years ago, there was one person left for the offices. Her name was Brenda. She did a fantastic job, but she was the president, treasurer, vice president, and coordinator. Citizens on Patrol had Margot and uh, Barry were the last two remaining. And Speedwatch was the same way with only Roy left. So in, uh, in 2015, it was decided to bring all of these entities together, pool the resources, and hopefully allow the volunteers to get out more and not worry about such things as fundraising. What are some of the more notable programs that people might see out and about in the communities? Well, some of the ones we're most proud of is, uh, is Blockwatch. Blockwatch being a program where basically we allow neighbors to organize themselves together, give them some sort of structure, and then give them lots of uh, timely crime prevention tips and encourage them to meet once a year in person so they can actually share their ideas. Another one that you see a lot out is Speedwatch. And Speedwatch is education. It's not enforcement. Volunteers go out there reminding motorists what the speed zones are. They're watching for uh, cell phones and distracted drivers. If they see a trend, we report that information to the RCMP. So two programs that you know people see a lot of. I'm sure they're familiar with Community Watch. We got away from Citizens on Patrol because we don't go out as late as we used to go out. Another one that's really, really popular in the area is our Keeping in Touch, where we basically phone seniors or those that perhaps may have come into the hospital or need someone to check on them on a daily basis, and we make phone calls in the morning just to make sure they're doing well. Speaking of the uh, Keeping in Touch program, how might people go about, seniors, go about getting in touch with that? It has to be sourced by the actual person requesting the phone calls. In fact, even during COVID, that was the one thing that we were still running seven days a week, 364 days a year, is checking on, on seniors. So we would encourage people, to, if you have access to email, 
to go to kit, K-I-T, at OceansideCSV.org. And uh, Barb wants and Vince it all there. If you want to phone uh, right now, it's probably best to use 250-951-5609. And uh, we'll have someone take down the pertinent information and make the contacts. You mentioned COVID-19 has obviously had a big impact on everyone. Uh, your group in particular, you had to return some funding to the RDN and you were unable to stage many of your programs in 2020. Where are you at with that right now? Well, actually, we're very excited. And you know what? Hats off to the municipalities. Like most organizations, we struggle. A lot of our programming is in person. So our block watch, in-person uh, presentations and meetings, once we have them set up, we can send stuff out on a regular basis. But for us, it really impacted our in-person, like our Speedwatch programs. But the municipalities, we're very, very pleased. The RDN, the town and the city have all come and reached out to us, coming to Parksville to meet with us, to sit down to see how we can work it through. They want these programs to continue going. And our agreement with the municipalities is that any funding we don't use, we return. But they're more than happy to, to keep funding us on a go-forward basis. We just have to get some paperwork in, in order for them. How about your own role or roles? Why did you decide to volunteer with this group? Well, uh, <laughs> this is one of those things. Um, don't hold it against me. I uh, moved here from Calgary. My wife was raised here in Parksville. I came here in 2012. I moved the family here. My sister-in-law, Louise, turned me into the Mounties. Um, I had volunteered with the Calgary Police Service for over two decades, and when the Mounties were looking at reforming uh, some of their boards, they asked if I would be willing to participate. I love our community. I love you can actually learn so much by basically communicating with other volunteers, learning so much more about your area. How many volunteers do you have right now? I understand you're seeking some new board members as well. We are seeking more board members. This may shock you. We have 212 registered volunteers in the program. Probably half of them are, are block watch, so every block watch has to have a captain, co-captain, and they register, they go through the background checks. We have a very large pool of volunteers. We're excited that we're going to be kicking off and reintroducing ourselves into the mainstream public because of the provincial health order allowing us to get out more. So we are looking at, for instance, opening up our offices on July the 5th. So we'll have in-person for half a day just to get our volunteers back up to, up to speed again. So July 5th will be out. You may see uh, Speedwatch folks out as well. Patrollers will be able to get out. So we're following all of the guidelines. We've done a lot of research with other local community policing and with E-Division of the RCMP to make sure that we're going to be able to get volunteers engaged, but doing it safely. And the board members? The board members, we are still looking for some more board members. I always jokingly, uh, it's not B-O-R-E-D. We do need people to provide the governance. And that's the whole structure of our board. We're looking at different ways of being able to provide these services in the PQB area. I think that the delivery is the most important. The governance, as long as we got people that to sign checks and to be able to, to keep oversight and keep our stakeholders engaged and make sure that our finances are in order, that is the main purpose of the board. And at this point, when I was invited to come back, you know, that was my whole thing was just to get programs going. Because to me, that's what we basically are. We are basically programs, education, crime prevention, just get out there. Why are these programs so valuable to our communities? I think for a lot of people, it's, it's peace of mind. Uh, the KIT program definitely is that way. We have a lot of folks that leave independently that may not have any relatives here on the island, or maybe they're just across the strait on the mainland. But it gives them a bit of comfort that every morning they know that someone will check on them. 
speed watch. We had a, a lady just give us a call from Horn Lake. They have an issue with, with speeders. And a lot of it is, you know, people are, you know, trying to get out again, but perhaps they've forgotten what the actual speed limit is. So again, education. And if we see trends, we pass that along. Our little joke is 85% of the people can be educated, 15% are stupid. The Mounties deal with the 15%. <laughs> Mike, I'll put you on the spot here. What's the worst intersection or road for speeders in, in our area? We go by crash sites is probably the, the worst one. And that's the one that's just been remedied. And that was 4A and Highway 19. That was the highest crash site of all. Despard in Parksville is one that, uh, that is now getting higher profile because of the increased traffic in the area. Qualicum Beach Memorial is still an issue only because people coming down the hill from the roundabout. That seems to be an issue with a lot of the commercial just at the very base of that hill there. And of course, 19A. Pick a spot, basically. That's always because people forget that they're in a residential area because they see four lanes and they figure they can just kick it. You know, we have so many visitors here that may not know the roads that well. Excess speed is just making it more difficult for everybody. And so what's the focus of your strategic plan moving forward? The biggest one is to re-engage the community. During COVID, uh, we did come together with some plans to get volunteers out, but the board basically, I think, just went on the side of caution. For us right now, I think it's just to get people out seeing us. ICBC were so concerned that they actually sent some of their employees up to do speed watch in the area because they know how important it is. And the RCMP, there's two members of the municipal traffic section. Both of these officers are great. When they see issues, they would rather us educate the public than start ticketing people. So we're always out there. So I think for us, our strategic plan right now is we've had our meetings with the municipalities on funding. We're working now toward getting out into the public again. So from that point, I think within 120 days, I think what our normal will look like will be a lot closer to what we've just experienced over the last 18 months. What would being a volunteer with your group entail? One of the things we do ask is that uh, you do a background check. So some of the information that is provided to us is protected by the RCMP. We ask that they do a background check at no cost to them. We will review it and have the detachment say that that person is suitable to come out. We train for specific programs. So this is one of the benefits that when we merge these programs together, I'll give an example of one of our volunteers, Keith. He was one of the original Speedwatch folks back almost two decades ago. Keith is now in his 80s. He can't do roadside anymore, but now he volunteers in our office. This is where we take uh, volunteers. We can move them to basically areas where they're comfortable or if their interests change. Ken, who was with Citizens on Patrol for a decade, he got out a couple of times for Speedwatch. Well, he loves Speedwatch. He says instantaneous gratification. You can see people slow down. When you're doing patrols, you're never too sure if you actually made an impact. So if someone wants to volunteer or sponsor, what's the best way to go about that? Sponsorships, wow. That's one thing that that really fell off. This type of interaction with media is something that we really need. We'd like to go back to having an article a week talking about crime prevention and public safety back in the print media. Our sponsor, who was with us for so long, and we're very grateful to them, they've had to refocus a wee bit because of COVID. So we're looking for that type of outreach that we we really need right now. Uh, We have to get a, a community vehicle again. That's another thing that we, we need right now. To volunteer, go to our website, OceansideCSV.org. Just hit volunteer and there's a form online you fill out. You take it down to the uh, RCMP detachment with your ID. Then we'll get in contact with you to see what boxes you checked up. And we will provide training for the specific tasks that you'd like to participate in. Mike, some very important programs. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. 
That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Brought to you by Berwick Community's newest location, underway in Parksville. Enjoy an unparalleled standard of living with all of the comforts of home and so much more. Register at berwickretirement.com slash Parksville.